Yeah, because I have to hit the stupid button to record, and now I'm recording. Just about as me with a damn with a mute button. button. Yeah, like you know, I because I, I went, you know, we went blah 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 a few times, and we chatted about a few things, and it was interesting and entertaining, the kind of thing I would put in the cold open. But no, I wasn't recording, so nothing. Okay, all right. Well, we're going great. Okay, here we go. Welcome to Curmudgeon. <laughs> there I go. Welcome to Curmudgeon's Corner. For Friday, October 21st, 2022, it's uh, about 2.42 UTC. I'm Sam Minter, and Yvonne Bo is here again this week. Hello, Yvonne. <laughs> Are we going to have the mute button thing? Really? Mute button. I've been yelling hello over here for a while. <laughs> You know, last week, Ed had that issue, but he had an excuse. He was new. I told him to, that he would have to hit the mute button to unmute himself, but I, but he was hitting the physical mute button on his, like, keyboard or something. Instead, oh, you know, look, because I hadn't he, told him to, like, to hit the little icon on the screen. Anyway, hello, everyone. <laughs> I, yeah, I, you know, there are certain things that I'm consistently incompetent with, I've noticed. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I usually try to improve over time and learn from some mistakes, but there are certain things that I'm just not adept at. Okay. And so yes. like what? Yeah. It, it doesn't matter how many times I try some, some things, I'm just not good at some the stuff, you know? Um, Absolutely. I, I, I'm the same way on certain things for sure. And so one thing that, for example, I, aside from screwing up with the mute button, okay, yes, on, yes. on this, and, and the last couple of days, for some reason, I rebooted my computer. Hopefully this fixes this. I, I was having some problems with like my microphone and like camera for work. Okay. It kept not working. And I was on customer calls. I'm trying to talk and I'm like, what the hell? And, and you know, people are like, Ivan, hello, hello. I'm like, damn it, you stupid thing, work work and i'm chatting typing in the chat box guys hold on i'm having problems and i'm like you know so it, it, it is so it's irritating here's another thing that i'm not very good at is filling up uh, i got this little pill box for my son okay, okay for, yeah, you yeah. know he has to take certain medicines in the morning and in the evening and yeah, one yeah. of the things we're using it is just to make sure that um we don't like uh we don't like double dose them Yes. So, like, you know, because if you go to the box and uh, Monday morning stuff is gone, then you know your wife gave it to him. Right, right, yes. Right? And so, so you know, that's very helpful. And so I keep, like, putting those in the little pill box the wrong way. Like, I put the morning ones in the night, and I'll put the right. night in the morning. And then for some reason, I, I always, like, you know, like for the evening, there's a n multiple things that you take, mostly vitamins. Okay. All right. There's a couple of, you know, there's an allergy pill and there's a couple, a couple of other things, but right, mostly right. like, like supplements of some kind. And I always keep skipping one of them. 
Okay. Right. Okay. I, I don't understand what the hell. I have been getting better at it, but I will say, but I've been struggling with that. You would think it's a simple enough task, and we had a pharmacy for God's sakes. I'm pretty good at counting pills. I have a lot of practice at counting pills. Right. I used to spend all the time back there just counting freaking pills all the time, you know? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, we need 30 of this thing. It could be a bottle, put them on the little, there's this little thing that you go, like you sweep them, count two, four, six, eight, ten, twenty. Yeah, there you go, put them in a little bottle. Here we go. Okay. You know? But, I, no, but no. no. No, but no, I'm struggling now, uh, you know, with this. Okay, um, so I, I don't know. I'm struggle with the mute button. There are many things I struggle. Obviously, something new else now. <laughs> well, what's happening right now is that Alex is trying to enter the room, but there's a box, um. All kinds of things going off. Um, there is a box that <laughs> chaos. Um, close the door. There is a box that a table came in. I, I, you know, I have talked on this show before. Right, but by the way, agenda. But first, then UK stuff, then Twitter. But first, UK stuff, Twitter. That's the agenda. Okay. We are uh-huh. heavily in. But first, uh, so one of the things I mentioned. Um, a variety of times before on the show is how I, the desk that I sit at right now had been a jury rigged thing that I had put pieces together. Is that the right right way of saying that? Jury rigged. Jury? J-U-R-Y. Sure. There are other ways of saying that phrase that involve offensive terms for various groups. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not even, I'm, no, I'm not going even that route. That ah, jeez. Um, uh, hang on one second. Yes, okay. Uh, it's just that I see, uh, Jerry rigged. The, that's one of so, the ones that's offensive, here, right? It is. Why? <sighs> Let's see. I mean, Jerry, I mean, I don't know. Jur- jury rigged means makeshift or improvised from the Oxford. Jury rigged says the same thing. Organized or constructed a crude improvised manner, but I, I, I don't see any reference to it being J- jury rigged offensive. So Wait, is it? it is sometimes what? thought that the jerry in jerry built or jerry rigged comes comes from jerry as used as British slur against Germans during World War One and Two. I had no idea. Really? A jerry-rigged etymology. Grammophobia blog. Okay, here, World War II oh. veterans used jerry-rigged to describe rest- the booty booby traps repairs that German soldiers made from whatever materials were on hand. Ah. But, I mean, is that really a slur to the Germans? I, I heard that it was, and of course there are other versions of that term that had even other things in front of it that are also offensive. But I've jury rigged apparently offends nobody. Okay. I you know, I just figured there was just some some dad called Jerry. Yeah. You know, and we we as dads are very clumsy, so I figured that that's just, you know. So can I get back to my story? Oh yeah, right. Anyway, sorry. So what had happened that caused that noise that you guys may or may not have heard, depending on how well the 
editing software removes background noise is that I had finally gotten like an actual like table thing to replace that jury rigged contraption that I had my computer on before. Now it's been a long time since we talked about it on the show, but like it was not flat for instance, like one side was like a half inch taller than the other because I just sort of, it it was one of these things that's designed to attach to an Ikea shelf. And so it's, it's, it's just like an L shaped piece of particle board or whatever that Ikea gives you. Um, Uh and, And so it's, it, it, it doesn't didn't have two legs, and the way my office is configured, there wasn't room to actually attach it to the IKEA shelves I do have. I do have uh-huh. shelves it goes with, but if I attached it to that, it would stick out in the middle of the room and make the room very hard to use. So instead, I took that same thing and I just found some other thing that I had that was approximately but not quite the right height and had it like laying on it as the other legs. Okay. And so it was it was the kind of thing I had it like that for years and years and years. But um I was always worried that the whole thing would collapse and either people would be injured or my computers would be injured or whatever. Anyway, I finally ordered a table. Okay. And it was it's one of these like single piece foldable tables that I got that was just the right size. I've used the same kind of thing as a desk in other locations, like for Alex and stuff. And I just got ordered another one. And anyway, the box that it came in, I finally set it up like three or four weeks ago. And so the box, the, yeah, yes. So the box for it, how long ago did the box arrive? A couple months. Okay. Well, it's not bad. It's not years. Yeah, it wasn't years. Although it, it was one, I actually ordered it like six months earlier and it was back ordered or something. And it finally arrived. Okay, but that's a back order. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's not your fault. But it arrived. I had it a couple months before I opened it. I finally got around to opening it. I set it up. But its box was sitting on the, I, 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 I just shoved the box over behind the door. And before we started the podcast, it fell. So it was blocking the door. And then Alex tried to get in and like hit the box. And that's what made the noise. Ah. Now, that was not a story I intended to talk about today. But, but, but you Alex know, went and like made that noise. Yeah. So there you go. Um, okay. So that happened. Okay. So anything else happened? Yes. Smoked out of your house, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah. Air quality is really, really bad here. has been for a while. But apparently, the rain has actually begun outside. I just got a text from my wife Yay! that it started to rain a little bit. Thank God. Um, the last few weeks here in the Pacific Northwest has been horrible, horrible air quality because of, you know, wildfires. Not just one. There's one that's particularly close to us, but they're all up and down the area. And, uh, yeah, air quality has been horrible. Apparently Seattle was the worst air quality in the entire world for a day or two. Uh, so that's lovely. Well, congratulations. Um, yeah, I know. Um, so, um, anyway, the one thing I was going to bring up that was actually the thing that I was intending to do for my butt first is we had an email. Oh, yeah! I saw that. I, for, I was going to ask you. I didn't see it. 
Yeah, no, because it was only sent to me. I, I give the email address that goes to all of us at the end of every show, but no, our our loyal listener, Matt, sent this only to me. But okay. I'm reading it on the show. So, subject, show 800. And show he says... Yep. Uh, well, th- there are two things. I- I'll do the part that's about show 800 first, and then he has some comments on the actual contents of show 800. So... Hey, hey there, long time. And then he says, holy cow, 800 shows. I've been listening since the beginning back in 2007. Yes, he has been. Which was four jobs. Hi, Matt. Yes, very much. Hi, Matt. (laughs) Which was four jobs and lots of gray hair ago. (laughs) Not to mention that I only had two. Not to mention that I only had two of my three kids born by then (laughs) i had zero and i was like three jobs ago four something (laughs) like that there you go and yes and every once in a while we hear from matt we don't hear from him regularly he's not on our commudgeons corner slack but as far as i know other than myself while editing matt is the only person who has listened to every single episode of this podcast since we started it well that's right because i haven't you haven't um, and I've, I've listened to them while editing, but I'm like two years behind now on listening to them as they are actually published. So I can't even say I have really. So Matt's the only one he's told us a few times. He's like, listen to every episode. He's sometimes two or three episodes behind because it depends what he's doing at the time, but he's listened to everything. So thank you, Matt, for being our loyal listener going back 800 episodes. We really do appreciate that. So get a mug. Does he have a mug? Uh, I don't think he does. We need to send him a mug. Matt, if if you text me your address, I will send you a mug. I, I think I've offered this before, but I don't think you've gotten one. Uh, send us a yeah, mug. No, send, send us a mug. No, so no not send us a mug. We say, we'll send you a mug. Okay? Yes. <laughs> send your address and I will send you a mug. Yeah, uh, yes, yes. Anyway, uh, he also talks about specifically the content of the show. Uh, And he says, going back to show 800 and what Yvonne said about why Herschel Walker is famous. He says he is famous because a, he won the Heisman trophy. So yes, his playing career was much of what he was known for and not just for the trade. And B before he went into the NFL, he went into the USFL for the New York Generals. Oh, I forgot about that. That's right. And guess what? Donald Trump bought that team the year after Walker joined it. Yes, yes, he did. That's that's right. I'd forgotten about that. Oh my gosh! Yeah. And then he and then he says, "So does it surprise you that Walker has a pretty significant Trump connection, given his Senate candidacy? Doesn't surprise me." Ah, there you go. I forgot about that connection. Ha! There you go. Yes. Yes, indeed. So anyway, thanks, Matt, and thanks for that update. Good Um, stuff. Yeah, good stuff. Okay, so I I guess that's it. Like, uh, you know, I have a color, uh, you know, there's always other things I could butt first, but do you have a butt first? Uh, uh, Well, I was out of town last week, right? You you went to Disney and other things in California. Well, I well, I, I I will say that I spent. Yeah, most you of went time to the other. There. You went to the other Disney. The yeah, Disney let's be land clear. I went, went to Disneyland. You go to you Disney know, World uh, like every other week or something. 
Not, not that often. Well, every every other month. Okay. Admit right. it. Not you every live other... there. You live there. Well, you Manu has, in has explicitly not, not, not the, Manu has explicitly said he wants to live at Epcot. Now, <laughs> now you do understand that Epcot was something that originally Walt Disney designed. It was supposed to be called Progress City. It was supposed to be a city. I, I do vaguely remember that it was supposed to be a place where people actually lived and worked. Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and, and, but it, and so they actually built something kind of like that near Epcot, but it didn't turn out and says Disney called it as a town called Celebration. Okay. They developed that. They had a developing house development arm and they did Celebration. It was supposed to be kind of like, uh, uh, like, Walt Disney's vision, but Disney was like, you know what, this business of really having people that live in a town that we manage to pain in the ass and they sold it. Um, and so, so they got out of that, but, but Epcot itself was supposed to be, and there's a, there, there is a people mover. Okay. Thing at Disney that takes you through this ride that okay. shows you somewhere, a place where uh, there is this mock-up that Walt Disney had built, like, in the 60s, and they put this model inside an exhibit that shows you what Progress City was supposed to look like, okay? Okay. Um, and so it shows, you know, this entire mock-up, this forward-looking modern city that he had envisioned. Uh, but, but you know, but but not, not built. They built Epcot, and Epcot included some of the stuff that he had ideas, but it wasn't that and, and Epcot now is really transitioning into something that has nothing to do with what it originally really had. Uh, it's just turned the place with rides. But but yes, he has said that he would like to live at Epcot. Okay, um, but uh, there is a there are a few things. There are quite a number of things that are at Disneyland that are not at at, at Disney World. Okay, so he wanted to go there and he wanted to go to Los Angeles and he wanted to go to a hotel. He saw there is a screensaver for the Apple TV that Uh one of the uh, overview ones that shows downtown L.A. And it showed a hotel there uh, and he wanted to stay at that hotel. Okay, specific one that looked really cool. Yes. Uh, And so in downtown. So we stayed there as well. Um, You know, uh, and so we we did that. Uh, We did. uh, But. But look, I did not spend as much time as my plans changed because my original plan was to fly on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, be at Disneyland. Sunday at noon, we fly back. Look, when I went, I thought I'd purchased the tickets to go to Disneyland, but I wasn't even really worried about buying them in advance because I looked every day for availability and it was wide open. And when I went with my wife. A couple of months ago, I I haven't bought her an annual pass anymore because she doesn't like to go that much. Mm-hmm. Um, I just showed up to the gate and bought a ticket. Okay, well, look, I'm, I'm looking before departure. I'm checking everything, and I look that I I didn't buy the tickets, and there were none available for Thursday and Friday. <laughs> Oops, and I'm like, oh fuck, what the hell? Um, so now we had a whole bunch of things that we had pl- that that you know. On the agenda to do so, therefore, I'm like, okay, so I see Sundays available. So I'm like, ah, shit. Well, one of the good things, like recently with airlines, is that they've removed a lot of the change fees. So I called American and I said, look, 
can you switch me to the to the flight at night? To the red eye. And they said, sure, no problem. We can change to the red eye. It's no big deal. It's available. Okay, all right. And plus I'm an elite tier American, whatever. Still, right. even though I haven't flown, I'm still at the still at the top tier, but not not to be there anymore past February of next year. I'm gonna drop a little bit on that. There's just no no way of staying there. Uh, so so they changed it, no problem. And so uh all right, so we're gonna come back under red eye, which I look, I hate that red eye. Okay. I try to avoid it. It's the the flight is too, it's it's a pain in my ass flight, okay? And so it's too short to sleep. It's just it's just uncomfortable. It's just ugh. No. I, I hate it. I've done it a couple of times. <laughs> I've never liked that that flight. It's just if I want a flight that I'm going to sleep, I, I want it to be longer than that. Okay, preferably in a comfortable seat. And the other problem was that I had these seats on on. We were flying on a seven seven seven, and they have seats that are premium economy, but really compared to. Uh, to a domestic like 737, they're first class seats. Okay. And so I was sitting, you know, in a seat that would be on a, a smaller plane of first class seat, actually more comfortable than, than that mm-hmm. first class seat. So, you know, we had comfortable seats were fine. No, those weren't available. It, 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 no upgrades were available. It was just available in like regular coach. And I'm like, ah, oh, shit, a red eye in fucking coach. But I'm like, damn it, we're going to go to Disneyland. That was the biggest purpose of this going. Screw it. We got to do this. And so, all right. So, so, so flew out there. You know, we did, uh, I did the Griffith Observatory, which is super cool, by the way. All right. That, that, that they have th- this telescope over there mm-hmm. that was built like about a hundred years ago. Okay. That's still fully functional. Uh, and, uh, it actually automat. I mean, it automatically tracks the stars and it's a hundred mm-hmm. years old. Nice. And, and 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 the you know the aperture the whole roof actually moves and they showed this to you okay they had a we went into the observatory they had this complete demonstration of that which is really cool they had this the, the this thing about tesla and electricity and they showed how the, the, the this whole thing with the arcs and how it created they they had that so that was like really cool okay uh and you get a full view of the city from where the hell it is it's all the way up high so that was like cool and, we and, and just to, just uh, just to be just to be clear, um, this this observatory is famous, and because it's in L.A., yes. it's been in all kinds of movies. Yes, you know it's it's like if you saw a picture of it, you would recognize it instantly, yes, just because of how much movie, how how many, just because movie. of how many mu- movies and TV shows and everything else this thing has been featured in. Sometimes yeah. as itself, sometimes. They're pretending to be something else, but yeah, you, yes, usually indeed. as itself. Usually as itself, yes. So, by the way, but, okay, Siri. Um, but and so another thing about that, by the way, it's owned by the city, and by the way, they actually made me produce vaccination evidence to, in order to be able to enter the grounds. Nice. But by the way, nobody in California uses a mask. You know, it, nobody. It, Nobody percentages are down close to zero everywhere. Zero point zero. zero. I, I, st- I still wear it most of the time, but I admit even for myself, like a week ago for like the second or third time ever since the pandemic started, I ate indoors at a restaurant. 
you know, the yeah. only other times other than this time were when I was at, at an airport restaurant while I was traveling. This was just a regular restaurant. Uh, uh, Alex had his friend over for the weekend and we went to a Dave and Buster's and we, 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 I, I wore a mask through the whole like game part of it, but when it was time to eat, it was like, okay, I guess we're eating. I'll, yeah. I'll what are you, gonna, you can't eat with a mask. You know, and so, I, I didn't feel happy about it, but I did it. Yeah. Yeah. But, so. but nobody's wearing a mask at that time. Nobody's anyway. wearing a mask here. Either, anywhere. Like at this point, anyway, like, anywhere. I just don't nobody. see them. No, like my, my son that, still wears like it to zero. My son still wears it to school, but I swear, son. I swear he's probably like the only one left in school doing it. Maybe two or three I, people max. I, I think and, Manu is also the, the only one that I see going into school wearing a mask. And, and, and I asked him if he wanted to. Okay, Manu, do you want to keep wearing a mask? And he said yes. And I'm like, yeah, okay. my uh, same same with Alex. He's not. Yeah. He 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 did not eat at the Dave and Buster's. You know, he he okay. refused. He stuck a straw under his mask to drink, but he did not want to eat. Um, no, and so, okay, so so anyway, right, anyway, yeah, no, but nobody, nobody nobody's wearing them anywhere. Go ahead. Okay, the next thing. Okay, so um, we went on. We went to Universal Studios. Okay, so we did that. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, and so uh. I, I take it, you know, I'd heard a lot, you know, over the years, you've always heard these stories about the Universal Studios tour. Okay. I was okay. I mean, it, it, it was, I mean, it okay. was okay. Well, the, what, here's the thing that pissed me off. There is a big attraction related to the movie Jaws. Okay. With the fake mechanical shark and everything. Right. Well, yeah. it was down for repairs. <laughs> okay. So, you know what? They're kind of just complete. I'm like, Shit. That's the only thing that I remember that I really wanted to see about this. Okay. Um, they have this other one, which is very cool about you being underground in a, in like a subway tunnel and there's an earthquake going on and it shows you like a truck, like falling out of the ceiling, that kind mm-hmm. of stuff and it getting flooded. That was actually pretty, that, that was actually cool. But the one thing I said about Universal Studios is that um, it, it, it's a, they they it's a cheap it's it's disney on the cheap now i see why so many people actually go there because it is a lot cheap okay Mm -hmm. uh there is some stuff related to the minions movie and stuff that my son liked so we did do that and we did some other stuff but but anyway so we did that okay um and then on saturday we went to the california science museum Okay, and I thought we were going to spend more time at the California Science Museum. Okay, um, but I had something that we could do afterwards, just in case, depending on how much time we spent there. And we got there, and um, ooh, I think I saw you complain on Facebook about this. Go ahead. Yeah, it sucks. Look, I, I mean, actually, I, I put actually I did not complain this on Facebook. I put it on the Slack. What I oh, okay. look, man. Look, when they gave the Space Shuttle Discovery to the California Science Museum, a lot of people loudly complained that that museum should not be getting the shuttle because they had no place for it and that science museum sucks. Okay? Um, And let me tell you, Oh boy, they were right. Look, it's still in a temporary building 10 years later. It's just an aluminum shed that they put out there. And they mm. just stuck the damn thing in there. Um, 
And the museum itself sucked. There were so many broken exhibits. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, it's a science museum. It's, you know, you have all these interactive exhibits. So I wanted to go play with the exhibits. And I'm like. Yeah, that's the whole deal with science museums. They're all like things to play with and twist and you know, just do broken. stuff. They're all broken. I'm just like, oh, what the hell? You know, so it, it just. And, and And the thing is, I don't know what the hell. They have this whole infatuation at the museum with films. They have a 15-minute film that I didn't watch, but as far as I could tell, the only thing it did is show how they towed the damn shuttle from the airport to the museum. I don't know why they have a fucking fetish with this. Well, it was kind of cool because it was big and they had to navigate around things. But yeah, yeah, I see. I know what you mean. I mean, okay, yeah, 20 minutes. You know, and you you're making it a central feature of this, uh, and, and I guess maybe after you know you, when you go to uh, maybe the thing is that this is the last museum that we went. This is the last shuttle that we had not seen. Okay, so we'd seen Discovery, we'd seen Atlantis, and then we go there, and you know we'd seen Enterprise. You know, which you know could have been a shuttle, but they decided not to because it all changes. And so we saw the. The trainer. The, the trainer up, up in, here in, in Seattle. Seattle. Uh, and the thing is that those museums where those are, are just excellent, okay? I mean, they're just, you know, superb, okay? I mean, for, and, and, and look, the exhibit that NASA built for Atlantis is, is truly amazing. It's so well done, okay, what they did. It is so damn well done. Um, and so you get to this, it, the, the one thing is that before you get to see Atlantis, they play a movie, they, they have a couple of movies, one that shows the design of it, and then one that shows a launch, and the thing is, they have a screen that kind of like magic all of a sudden comes up, and behind the screen, it kind of like melts away somehow the way that they did it. And the shuttle is right behind that screen after the launch. Okay. Right. It's so damn well made. Okay. It's just, you know, and the shuttle is there where it's not kind of like you're just looking at it from the bottom. They have it sideways with the uh, with its cargo bay open as well. So you can see it from the top. So you can see everything inside and stuff. It's just look, we, we complain about some stuff government does. To, I mean, man, that is so damn. That is good. Okay. You, I mean, that is so well made. Okay. And so then we get to California Science Center and, oh, look, here, we got a shuttle. Anyway, let's move on, shall we? And I'm like, <laughs> Jesus, really? Now, I saw that they are building a completely new building. Okay. Apparently, because the 2028 Olympics are going to Los Angeles. So they want it all set up by then. Yes, so they are completely building a com- a completely new building and exhibit that that definitely looks way 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 more impressive than that. Um, but but yeah, like what they the the, the critics were right. They, 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 there were probably I'm sure many other much worthier museums that should have gotten that shuttle. Okay, um, it's a shame that it's been like that, but apparently it's finally going to get a proper. 
exhibit. Uh, and then we got set that on Sunday. So that was Saturday. We went there. We actually went to Santa Monica because I wanted to go to the pier and see the beach. And actually what Manu liked was like seeing, we, we found a nice overlook and he says to sit down and eat. And he just loved looking at it. It's very nice to be able to look at the coast. Yeah. But on Sunday we went to, uh, to, 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 to Disneyland actually. And we checked out, put all the bags in the car. We drove to Disneyland and we got there. Okay. A couple of things about. We're, we're just per- now getting to the Disneyland part. I, like, yes. Okay. Okay. You know. Okay. Well, because that was the last thing we did. And so that. Okay. So, but, but look, here's the thing about it. I, one thing that I, I'm going to say that that was like a little bit like just, just, I was surprised. You know, you talked about the castle earlier. Oh, you lived at the castle, Cinderella's castle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The castle at Disneyland is like, man, like less than 50% the size of the one at, at Disney World. It's well, tiny. E- everything's smaller, right? I mean, it's just a much smaller Everything place. is smaller and much more compact, but I didn't expect the ca- You know what? I'd been there, okay, in 1978, mind you, but I'd been there. I didn't recall, and I didn't recall that castle to be so much smaller than the one in Orlando, Okay. Because this one is like it's it's just tiny, okay? It's so so that was the one thing. Everything is a little bit more compact, but you know what? We got to do all the rides or whatever. Manu wanted to to do. There's a number of things that are over there that aren't over that aren't over here. He got to be able to do those, uh, and he actually had a pretty good time. But look, bottom line, what I will tell you is that if you haven't been to, if you're going to go for a first visit. And you haven't been, you're, you're wondering, well, should I go to Disneyland or Disney World? Look, there is no comparison. Disney World in Orlando is so much more than what Disneyland is. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's just, it's not even close. Okay. It's nice. If, if the only thing you've got nearby is Disneyland, I'm not saying it sucks. It's still very good. But, uh, and it's got some really cool rides that aren't in, uh, in Orlando. But, uh, but at the end, Manu was like, okay, he did it. I'm done. He said, you want to go back? No, let's go to Orlando. Okay, fine. <laughs> Mission accomplished. There we go. Check that off the list. It's done. So that was it, basically. I still have not gone to any Disney park. And he hated, uh, oh boy. Well, he hated the, the red eye. The main reason he hated the red eye is because he stayed awake. He didn't want to go to sleep. He stayed awake a bunch of time. And the pilots came on like sometime before landing to wake everybody up. He was rather pissed when they woke him up. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So no more red eyes, he said as well. No more red eyes. At least not that short. Or at least I got to get him into a bed or something. I don't know. Next time. Figure out that we don't wind up. Because that was my thing. I mean, if I I probably would have booked it in February, I could have gotten the really nice seats, like, confirmed Mm -hmm. without a problem. But I booked it so late that there's just nothing available. Yeah, no, my, my, when, when I did my trip to Toronto, like, the one thing, like, I started looking without this condition, but then was like, yeah, no. No matter what, not leaving anywhere before noon either going or coming anywhere i'm like i will pay extra money to not have to be at oh the yeah you know what you know what you know what you know what I've, i look I, my brother loves the 6 a.m flight listen i despise the 6 a.m flight i'll do it only under duress oh yeah yeah like i was looking you know because because going from seattle to toronto like most of the most most of the flights are leaving fairly early in the morning 
Ah. And I, I, I looked at like, you know, do I want to leave at 7.30 a.m.? Fuck no. <laughs> you know? Because like, yeah, okay, you, you back out the time you're supposed to be at the airport, the drive to the airport, getting ready to go, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, also, it, it, it's me and it's my wife. And like, if we're leaving at 7 in the morning, will we be responsible oh. and pack the, the day before? No. Oh, we'll God. be trying to pack while we're rushing to go to the airport at the very oh, last come second. on. Really? Yes, absolutely we will be. No question whatsoever. Well, I had everything. Well, that's one reason why, of course, I figured out that I made the mistake with the tickets. Okay, it was able to change everything. Because I was I was double-checking everything. Let me check what tickets we got. Let me double-check. Hotel confirmation, check. Car rental, check. Uh, check. Everything's yeah, in the yeah, bag, yeah. check. Everything's like, whatever. No, we're gonna, the bags are like sitting right beside the door. I'm like, okay, everything's here. We were leaving kind of early here. We had to leave the house by like around 7 in the morning. But Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so like the house at seven. Yeah. If we had to leave at seven in the morning, we would be waking up at three in the morning to pack. Oh, yeah, you know, like th- there's no way that would happen the day before or anything. <laughs> and, and, and so, yeah, so no, absolutely. I was like, I started looking without any restrictions, and then I'm looking at all these available times, and I'm like, even the le- even leaving at 10 a.m. or something, I'm like, fuck that. No, I am not even looking at anything where we have to be at the airport before noon in either direction. I mean, given your your style of pack of packing, I I would say that that is definitely the prudent move. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and and like we are not morning people. Nobody in this house is a morning. Oh, person. I am not. No, I, I am not a morning person. I, I am like, anything that would require me to, like, be leaving the house at 5 a.m. or something, I'm like, no, no. It is not happening if I have any other Look, choice. I have, Allison, I have to do it on a regular basis, but not under under protest. Yeah, I mean, I I, mean, I, I think we ended, I up, we, we ended up paying, you know, a few hundred bucks more in order to leave in the afternoon. But, you know, I'm like, you know... It was worth it. It was the prudent move. Yeah, Look, exactly. I, every morning I wake up because I have to take my son to school. And all my wife hears is me groaning. She has said this before. And it's just like, all she hears is like this grunting from me. Yeah. It's, 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 all, it's all I do. It's just like, now my wife actually goes and works out at 630 and 45. Oh, yeah. And I said, oh, no, listen, no. I under my, de- you know, over my dead body, will I be there at 645 in the morning? <laughs> Yeah, no, no, not happening. I, I, I resent the fact that I ever have to even be awake before noon. I, I, I know it's. I, I mean, I, 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 I can be awake before noon, but you know, nine, ten a.m. sounds good. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, anyway, I, I, right. I think we are can we we are can be do um, exactly. I think, yes, I think we can be done with. But first. Uh, we are going to take a break, and then just as a reminder, we're 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 doing UK stuff, and then we're doing Twitter stuff. The big gaping miss there is we are not going to talk about election twenty twenty two for the US this time. We've talked about it the last couple weeks. We've got two more weeks after this before the election, and I'm sure we're going to talk about it, both of those. So we're just going to skip this week and talk about other stuff instead. Um, And we will be back to election stuff soon enough. 
Uh, in the meantime, ah, here is uh, here's another break. This is a new one. This Ooh. is this this is something that uh, Alex had me playing around with, like music stuff. So, uh, yeah, here you go. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, it's something. It's something. Uh, I, I I named it '80s thing. It sounds kind of like an '80s thing. Yes. Yeah. That that's that's it. Nothing. Nothing else. Okay. <laughs> All right. So, congratulations. It's a new. It's a. It's a break. It's a break. You know, I used to have one that was like just me going. This is a break. This is a break. Break, break, break. This is a break because you wouldn't give me anything else. Break, break, break. Something that one, like. I like that one. I could bring that back. I could bring that back. Yeah, I um, do. I, I don't know. I like that. I like that one. <laughs> it must have been. Okay. Anyway, we we have the, the UK is imploding or something. Oh, the, boy. The head of lettuce lasted longer than the prime minister. That's uh, just... God. And yeah. Let's so, be clear about this. This is can all be traced back to Brexit. Yeah, there was the entire there was, thing. There was an actual really good summary. Let me let me grab it real quick. Um posted by the Twitter account for Larry the Cat. Now, Larry the Cat, for you those of you who don't know, is a cat that lives in 10 Downing Street. Uh, in the UK, and has now like lived there through quite a few prime ministers, I guess. Right. Um, now, I do not believe this is, you know, this is not an official verified, the cat is not actually writing these tweets, okay? Um, nobody official at 10 Downing Street is writing these tweets. Uh, but somebody created a Twitter account called Number 10 Cat uh, that tries to be amusing and do things from the point of view of the cat. And normally it's like, you know, relatively silly things, whatever. But they actually posted a thread today. Um, for those asking from around the world how Britain has got into this mess, and then they post a summary. I'm just going to read it. It's uh, it's a thread, several tweets. First, the, con- the Conservative Party has always been obsessed with Europe. Second, this caused divides, making the party hard to manage. Third, I'm going to I'm going to start I'm going to stop counting these. They didn't count. They're just bullets. Bullet. Back in 2015, then Prime Minister David Cameron had an idea. Bullet. He promised a referendum on the UK's membership of the EU if he won the election. Bullet. He won the election. Bullet. 
The referendum was held. 52% of people voted to leave the EU. Bullet. David Cameron resigned. Bullet. Theresa May became prime minister saying that Brexit means Brexit. Bullet. It turned out that nobody actually knew what Brexit meant. Right. Bullet. She called an election and lost the majority. Bullet. She couldn't get the Conservative Party to agree on a Brexit deal, so she quit. Bullet. Boris Johnson became prime minister promising to get Brexit done. Bullet. He called a general election and won a majority. Bullet. The UK left the European Union in January 2020. Bullet. Major Brexit issues remain unresolved and it has negatively impacted the UK economy. Bullet. Boris Johnson was forced to resign in disgrace in July 2022 following a series of scandals. Bullet. Liz Truss was selected to replace Boris Johnson by members of the Conservative Party. Bullet. She announced a raft of unfunded tax cuts to grow the economy. Bullet. The economy collapsed. Bullet. She sacked her chancellor. Bullet. She resigned. Finn. End. Yeah. Um, that's basically the high level bullet points I think of the last the high few level years. timeline. Yes. yes. Um, it, it, look here, here, here is the, uh, the reason why, uh, the United Kingdom is such a pickle. They, all these people sold, uh, Brexit as, uh, some kind of way to have it all. Mm -hmm. That they were going to be away from all these onerous rules and things, and they were going to be going... They'll be out from under the thumb of the EU. Brussels won't control them anymore. And then, you know, we'll be back, you know, to be Britain, and we control our borders and uh, our economy. Stop that immigration. Stop all this immigration and whatever, blah, 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 blah. The, the biggest thing is by uncoupling their economy from the EU, it, it, it created a big exodus of talent away from the UK. It's also uh, destabilized imports, exports, and exchange rates from the EU because they are not coupled with the e- e- European economy anymore. And it is a reason why inflation in the UK is higher than in other places because the UK has to import a ton of shit and the lack of labor has created gaps in labor that is, you know, they don't have the, this immigrant labor anymore. Well, they don't have some cheap labor for a whole bunch of stuff anymore, like trucks, drivers, this kind of stuff. Okay. And so that's also hurt them as well. There has been no positives to Brexit. It's it 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 costs more to do business in the UK. There are the advantages that they had with the access to the to the common market are gone. So companies have no incentive into building factories there to export to the rest of the EU. That's gone. Um there is a ton of more red tape. And in some cases, they are now subject to regulations in which they have no say whatsoever. Because the problem is that, oh, yeah, they could build something that's different. But guess what? 
you can't sell it in the EU if it's that much different. So now you have to conform to a rule that you have no input into at all. One thing I heard someone say a few months ago, don't remember who, um, was that the UK was, their plan sort of relied on the notion that they could treat the UK as a major economic power of its own right. But the problem is, compared to the US, China, the EU, the UK by itself is really small. Oh, gosh, yeah. And so they don't have the kind of leverage that they can make deals that are all that positive to themselves. In combination with the EU, they, you know, they had some leverage. They could, you know, an EU-US trade deal could, like, make sense and blah, blah, blah. But, like, by themselves, you know, they're just not going to be a priority and they're going to have to do... Like you said with the EU, but also true with the US, also true with other internet, they're just going to have to like take the deal that's offered them essentially because they don't have enough leverage to push something else. Well, when, um, when, you know, they have uh, an economy that's under pressure now from all these things, right? And um, when, all of a sudden you have this exodus of capital from the country and they said, well, we're going to rev everything up by issuing a ton more debt. The problem is that people didn't want to buy the damn debt. Okay. And so, and, and the pound has been dropping like a rock. And so, so what did trust specifically do a few weeks back that sort of made everything explode? She proposed, to basically just, hey, we're going to rev up this economy by cutting taxes. Reaganomics. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna put, put the deficit through the roof. The problem is that uh, the pound is no longer a reserve currency. And so the reserve currencies in the world, really, the primary ones, is the dollar and the euro. It's not the yuan and not the yen because people don't trust giving their money in yuan. They just don't trust the Chinese government as much. And the yen, um, you know, it, it is more stable, but 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 Japan's economy has stagnated for like 20, 30 years. So they don't have the economic importance that they had like 20, 30 years ago. So... Um, so when things are tough, like they're going on right now, where you've got inflation and you've got people worried about their money and that there might be a recession and they want to protect their money, they don't want to put it into fucking pounds. And 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 what happened is that they said that they were going to explode the deficit and what that did is just collapse the currency and collapsing the currency because as i mentioned how much they have to import what that meant is driving inflation through the roof you know oil is valued in dollars around the world people trade oil in dollars they don't trade it in pounds they don't trade a lot of commodities in pounds and so a, a, a drop in the currency meant 
right away that um that people were just you know wanting to exit all types of british uh securities and not hold pounds there was another thing which i actually have not read exactly but it was related to the uk pension schemes um and they almost collapsed a couple of weeks ago uh there are some securities that are traded in the marketplace that apparently I I I I I have not read the details, but it, 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 they are inextric- inextricably tied to UK pensions. Okay. There was a market paralysis related to those that led to to the the UK debt market almost completely collapsing, and it did not happen simply because the UK central bank had to do a massive intervention to prevent that from happening. But it came close to, to it came close to that happening, where you've had you would have had something akin to what happened back in, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, what should we call it in two thousand eight. So so that 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 was that happened as well. Um, yeah. Um, <laughs> but it, again, and and, and so all and so the trust goes back. Wait. Wait, just just real quick. And so the yeah. trust government did a complete U-turn and Correct. said, oh, oh, to, oh, never oh, mind. No, 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 we didn't mean it. Whatever, mind, we didn't mean it. Sorry. False alarm. We're all good. And everybody was like, are you fucking kidding me? And, and, and I mean, I've never seen it. I've never seen a government turn, turn around, you know, back from something that, that quick. I mean, have you? I mean, we're I'm, trying, I'm trying to think of an example. Nothing comes immediately to mind. I mean, there are certainly places where something has not worked and they try to back off in one way or another. But this was very rapid and, you know, a 180 turn, essentially. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was, this was not just, we'll turn. adapt it slightly. It was like, yeah, no, that thing we said, forget about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was completely... I mean, this happened like it, I'd never seen a U-turn this quickly on policy by a government ever in my life. I, I mean, I, never in my lifetime had I ever seen something like this. So, so you were saying that goes all goes back to Brexit, but all goes back to Brexit because all of these problems, especially with like, for example, prices, with inflation, with uh commerce with with the the, the capital flight uh with, with it, all of these things go back to the negative economic consequences that brexit brexit has had i mean it all goes back to it there's just nothing else that happened that is you know that that that, that it you know there's just nothing else that happened that is akin to it period and here's the thing. It's taken a few years for all this stuff to play out. Right. But the anti-Brexit people were warning about this from the beginning. Like yes. This, this has played out kind of the way that they said. The only thing I think is true is that it's taken longer than they thought. Yes. Like, I, yes. I, I think there was a lot of anticipation that things would blow up almost immediately. Right. But it's been like a slow motion train wreck over years. 
Look, think about all the things that they have added to. They've had this problem, for example, with the entire part with uh, with a border between Ireland and Northern Ireland, right? Yep, that was always an the, open border. That's one of the still unresolved issues that that has never been that never has been able to resolve because the only what, the only solution that really was available, you know, your two solutions were a either you close the border, okay, between Ireland and Northern Ireland. Or yep. B, you actually, or B, you left it open, but that meant that people from Northern Ireland had to basically have a customs border with the UK, right. with, with UK proper. Both solutions unworkable. Okay, it's it just basically it was just a ridiculous situation that that created. So that one's unworkable. Okay, start off with that. The second thing is just the entire regulatory red tape process that that the UK just everybody just. They they complained about and complained incessantly about the EU regulatory. Ah, we have to follow this EU rule. We have to follow this other EU rule, blah, blah, blah. Well, look, by having that spread out amongst all those countries, it really simplified rulemaking. You really had a much lower bureaucratic burden where now all of a sudden yeah, to rebuild this entire bureaucracy to have rules and customs and taxes on the border and a whole bunch of shit. I mean, the the cost in terms of the you know what you you lost there, you added transaction costs to everything. I mean, you added costs to people that they were like used to like Oh, well, I'm just going to live my entire summer in Spain. No, you can't do that anymore. Mm-hmm. You can't do that anymore. Or, or not even the whole summer. People were retiring there. Retiring there. And they can't do that easily anymore. Um, it, It's just, it added so much friction to trade in general with them having to negotiate now not just with the eu but also with the rest of the damn world okay trade right. agreements that they hadn't had to do for decades at this and, point. and they haven't okay. been successful doing that like the prime example is they kept saying we're going to make a trade deal with the u.s well it's not a priority for the u.s that hasn't no. moved very much at all right and so and whatever trade deals you can negotiate as saying you are the sixth largest world economy versus being part of the eu are not going to be as good Right. And so, I mean, it's it's just it's been such a disaster, and they, they, you know. And by the way, even the like anti-immigration stuff, you know, part of the things that have happened over the last few weeks are like, hey, you know, in order to solve this problem, we might have to let more people in again. Right. Right. Exactly. So even the like racists who just didn't want like more what they really care about by the way is not so much the Swedes coming over it right. was people from elsewhere in the world coming into the EU and then being able to get to the UK through there but in any case it's like no well maybe you need those people after all. Oh well, you know. I mean Look, it, let, it, let's be clear. People, I, I, I had this discussion the other day. I am so sick and tired of people just being stupid about this. Uh, people like cheap labor. 
they like love cheap labor. Now, they will go and, um, for example, when something is passed that forces certain things to be done not at the cheap foreign slave labor rate mm. that many people get used to for some shit, us included. Okay, by yeah, the way. absolutely. And, and and you're having to pay our rates. They get outraged. Okay, and but these are the same people complaining. Oh, you know we're abusing. You know we we we. You know I. I, I I, you know, I, I want to block immigration or whatever. Oh my God, but we have to pay these people like this much. I'm like, look, I, I had a, I, I got pissed off, especially with people from Puerto Rico because they, they, they were complaining a lot. They keep saying, well, the Jones Act screws us. The Jones Act is uh, a law that exists in the United States that doesn't just apply to Puerto Rico, but applies to any any territory and state, okay, that basically any transport in between states and territories has to be done on on U.S. flag uh, vessels, whether it's aircraft or or ships, okay. So, uh, one of the reasons why that exists is because, especially for the merchant fleet for ships, if that didn't exist, the U.S. would have no merchant ships, mm-hmm. like zero. They would all flag at some place of flag convenience and get, you know, crews from the Philippines or wherever at di- you know cents on cents on the dollar. And if we ever needed ships, like really for some emergency, we wouldn't have any. But any transport that happens, like between mainland U.S., Hawaii, Alaska, Puerto Rico, the U.S. Virgin Islands, actually U.S. Virgin Islands are excluded because their their tax, uh, their they're outside. Uh, they they actually have to. You have to clear customs from coming in from the U.S. But like Hawaii, but Hawaii, Alaska has to be done on U.S. merchant ships with U.S. employees. And guess what? That costs a lot more money. And so, uh, yeah, I heard of people in Puerto Rico like complaining, "Oh my God, because why can't we get all our cargo on these cheap foreign ships?" And I'm like, "Look, you guys. I mean." Same fucking people complaining about paying people miserable wages. Oh, but when it's convenient to you, you're you're like, oh yeah, I want my slave labor to bring my shit. And so, and and that's the problem. You know, one of the problems that the UK has uh, now has. Oh, you need to pay truck drivers like four times the amount that you used to because now you don't have the cheap Polish labor that was coming in or from where all was coming, and now you're pissed off that you know there's no drivers for the trucks. I mean, and these are the guys that voted for Brexit. Uh-huh. But they don't, obviously, they, they, they don't want to pay for it. Or they don't want the jobs. So. It, it, so I, what's next? <laughs> it's not good, man. Look, I, I, this is not good. Um, I, I mean. I don't see what solves this anytime soon. Look, I mean, we've had, listen, let me put it to you this way. How many elections has Israel gone through right now without really having a government that stayed together? <laughs> well, he, he, like he, five in the UK. There, there are a couple things here. First of all, one of the things that helped precipitate trust leaving is 
the general election polls for the conservatives were dropping through the floor. Well, okay. I mean, drop, drop, drop no, dr- they, no, dropping through the floor. They dropped drop. through the floor. Yes. I mean, there, there were some estimates that said if a general election was held today, there might not even be any conservative members of parliament basically. anymore. Yes. You basically. know, may, maybe one or two. I don't know. But it was, they would lose at least. It would be a historic wipeout. It would be a historic wipeout. There might be some left, but there would be a historic wipeout. Now, of course, here's the thing. The way the UK is set up, based on some laws from a few years back, um, they don't have to call general election for another two years. No, I know. And, I and and because Trust resigns, and it's a parliamentary system, the Conservatives get to pick a new leader, and that will be the new Prime Minister. They no, are, I, I get that, but no, no, I, what, it, no. But what I'm saying is, like when we're talking about what's next here, so we. Unless something happens and a whole bunch of conservatives break away and are also for a general election or something, or or, or the king goes rogue and decides to call one on his own, which would cause its own problems, um, we're not going to have a general election for a while. So the conservatives are going to pick somebody else. But and then the they and then they I, I the, and then wait wait and then they have the exact same fucking problems and. Not necessarily a completely different set of solutions for it, although the main contender against Truss, you know, disagreed with Johnson and her on a bunch of th- stuff. So maybe, but frankly, even if Labor took o- even if Labor took over, they still have the same problems. No, they have the same problems, you know. Because hell, what would fix it? Like right now, you know, uh, somebody I saw tweeted it was hilarious, but you know, true. Hey, uh, EU, can we can we can we, can we come make back? Deal? Can we go back somehow? I mean, <laughs> honestly, I mean, that's actually the fastest route to fix a lot of this shit. At this point, does the EU even want them back? Their basket, their basket case now. No, but, uh, but, um, I think, uh, isn't there that status that you're not part of the EU, but you have this, uh, one that because there's a couple of countries that are in that one, which is yeah, like in the middle yeah. state, you know, where you're, you know, you're part of the well, the UK was never or whatever. Yeah, the UK was never all in anyway. They no, were they, several, yeah, right. They kept their currency. That was the one. They thing. kept the currency. There were several other things, that, but they were the visa scheme. I mean, they were yeah. part of Schengen. Okay, you know, uh, which was super convenient. I mean, look, can I tell you something that if. Think about this. I'm a tourist. I'm gonna we're gonna go to Europe, and then I gotta get another fucking visa to go to the UK. Do I really gotta go through the trouble of getting another fucking visa to go to the UK? No, the hell with it. Fuck that. I go through that trouble. Yeah, I, it's just so many. I mean, unless you really, really want to see that stuff, and then maybe, but. You know, a lot of people are not going to buy like 20 countries or I, I, I got to go through all this shit to get into the other one. Fuck yeah. That. Yeah, exactly. Shit. Um, but, um, look, yeah, there is no easy fix. Now, the, the one thing that I'm saying is that, it, yeah, they'll, they'll get this guy in, but maybe if he just doesn't go and do something which, outwardly which, stupid, which, which by the uh, way, there are several contenders that are being talked about. One, well, Boris w- wanted another, and Boris Boris is potentially w- throwing his hat in the ring to try again. Uh, the the betting odds have him fairly low. Let me let me look. I, I posted the thing with the betting odds. Like I, I I saw that it showed like 
Boris at like five percent. Okay, here here's what we had. We the this is uh, according to odds checker. Um, Sunak thirty six percent. Yeah, that's the guy. Mordent eighteen percent. Wallace nine percent. Johnson seven percent. It's only the top four. There are others that are even less. Um, so it's probably Sunak, but I mean thirty six percent. Like it, it, there's a a big chance it doesn't end up being him. Um, and that this is just betting. So who the hell knows, but they promised to make the decision in like a week. So yeah. really fast, unlike the long extended process that led to trust in the first place, they're like, <laughs> we're, we're, we're going to just accelerate this. Well, that we worked will, out so well. We will it, figure something out like right we away. We really like, did our homework and, you know, we, we just really, you know, we, this really came out so well. But the thing is, like, any any one of these people are are going to have a mess that they're stepping into. And it's, it's like you said, there's, there's no easy way out. And as long as it's the conservatives here, none of them is going to consider the option that you said of, like, no. you know, so... They're they're automatically like limiting their options and limiting their ability to to do something quick, and um, it, it's going to be a mess. It's going to be a mess for a while. So does the next one? Do, do they go even shorter? There was someone I saw just real now that uh, real now. There was someone I saw while we were watching, um, and I don't have them up anymore on my timeline here. While we were watching, while we've been talking, talking whatever that did a chart of how long all the prime ministers have stayed in office since Margaret Thatcher. Yeah. So yeah, this many years for Margaret Thatcher, blah, 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 all the way through to trust. And then, you know, they did a linear regression through that and said, if the pattern continues, the next prime minister will be in office for negative 200 days. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Because it's been, you know, it's been getting shorter and shorter and shorter. And people have pointed out how many there have been in just the last couple of years. Um, What do you think that signals? I mean, think about it. Okay. What do you, you know, ever since like, what's his name that resigned after Brexit? Was it Cameron? Yeah. Kirk Cameron, whatever. James Cameron. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever. Another fucking moron. Look, it, it, look. This this what it shows is this instability that has been sowed by, but by, by this by by that stupid vote, um, and I, I just look whoever takes over right now. Let me just say this: the yeah, only the only you know when looking at self destructive things countries have done to themselves, the only thing that comes to mind is ranking right up there with brexit is electing donald trump here oh no 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 there are other countries that have done worse i know i know i mean mean, you 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 can even mention like going back to world war ii and world war one and blah 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 recently okay give me the give me the parallel okay go ahead i mean i i don't know for for a large well they they put berlusconi in italy i mean (laughs) i mean Look, uh, self. I I think that um, I mean countries. Look, look at the destructive cycle that Israel has been going through right now with mm. with, uh, with with Bibi. Okay, and the fact that 
people just won't let go of this guy. And the the government, I mean, paralysis that it has created in Israel at this point, where they have had so many governments fall one after the other. I would say that that's yes, probably it, one it, of the if, most. If you want, that, to talk, that I would I mean, say that you, that's one of the most you, destructive things that I've. You can, I've you seen can, in, in you Israel. can do the Iranian Revolution in seventy nine. You yeah. can do uh, Saddam well, what's invaded going on right? Kuwait. You can do, right? uh, there yeah. are all kinds of things you could look at. Uh, so look at, I take I take it back. I take it back. But but this, I mean, this ranks at at. I mean, what the UK did ranks at with that all those level. other things. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, no question. I mean, economically destructive, long-term economically destructive, foreign relations destructive. I, I, I've, I've just never have seen a country take such a rash, you know, and long-term economically destructive thing. Because the one thing you can say about Donald Trump is that, well, look, he was only there four years. Did he cause a lot of things? Yes. It, it, but but uh, was the damage like repairable? Yes. The problem is that, man, I like you said, I mean, could a Tory go back and say, well, um, let me sit down with the EU again and figure out something better than this shit? Because unless we figure out something, we're we're fucked. I mean. That that's really it, but but like you said, uh, I don't think that any of these guys are willing to look in the mirror and say, "Oh yeah, we fucked I, up." I mean, okay. frankly, it would be hard for labor to do it too, but it would be um, it, it, almost it would be a lot easier. It would be inconceivable for the conservatives to do it. It's just. I mean, it seems like at this point, at least for the short term, they have to figure out a way to make the best of the shitty situation they put themselves in. Uh, yep. Let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm looking up a poll to see what, uh, there, there is one, uh, what, what do the UK people think like, uh, what, 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 uh, what's the, what's the polling right now on Brexit right now? Mm. Uh, Let's see. This is let me see. Probably still probably still pretty damn close. To I don't know. 50. I don't know. I don't know. It's a. I mean, but it's a good question. I mean, I'm I just wondering what what the heck it is. Uh, People hate admitting they were wrong. I heard that. Uh, oh, here we go. Has Brexit become less popular? Oh, why has Brexit become less popular? As a matter <laughs> of fact, because it's a disaster. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Uh, apparently. Uh, let's see. Uh. In October, EU referendum vote. Okay, uh, Brit- Britain is making the economy better. Uh, let's see. Uh, for the for the Leave people, only twenty one percent think that it's made it better. Thirty five percent already admit it's worse. Um. Of the people that didn't vote, 56% believe it's worse, only 7%. And of the of the remainers, 5% better, 77% worse. So if you take this score like right now, although this the, give you an overwhelming... Although you're making a jump from Brexit made it worse to oh, no, it, I it, want it to Brexit. undo it. Well, I mean... Because there are a lot of people who would be like, yeah, maybe it made it worse. 
but it's worth it anyway for some abstract reason about uh, independence. Well, listen, when the, when the, well, listen, when, when of the leave group, only 21% are saying it's better. I mean, you want to talk about how weak the support is right now? <laughs> only 21%. Yeah, but all, all I'm saying is there's a difference between saying it did not actually give us the results we wanted and actually saying, okay, therefore we want to like grovel our way back in. I mean, but it, it but let's be clear. It, it's, uh, uh, you know, well, well, actually the poll and, and the poll yields some of that. It says like right now, the latest poll by Redfield Wilton for the UK changing Europe. This is 7 September, 2022. Uh, that amongst those expressing a preference, 54% will not vote to join the EU, while only 46% would, okay. would back staying out. So it's still, like you said, uh, it's and uh, then 55% were saying they would vote to stay out, and only 45% rejoin. Um, yeah. But so so it's basically tracking what you just said. But they, yeah, they're kind of like resigned to like, yeah, we're stuck out of here, whatever. But when you ask them, is, is this yielded the results that your bullshit said the answer is no yeah okay so what, so what, so this is like you said just absolutely just stubborn stupidity at this moment nice uh so so what do we think is uh so i guess what we think is going to happen is they'll pick one of these candidates to come back or to to, to take over i don't, I don't think Boris to, is coming he has to no more, it, more, it, it, it has to figure out a way just not to fuck up. Let, yeah. Let's not try to repeat Miss Truce's uh, uh, stupidity, shall we? I, I, I think I think the goal she really, what... felt, she really felt emboldened in some way mm-hmm. to go and like try to be. Well, I don't know. We were talking about some of the books that she wrote where she was romanticizing the Thatcher years and talked about. It sounded like she was like a, a Reaganite. Okay, to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And it was just like, I think she came in and she says, well, I'm going to do what Maggie and Ronald Reagan did for America. And here it is. And everybody was like, are you nuts? Yeah. So anyway, we think one of these people will come in, but not Boris Johnson. We don't think he's actually going to come back. Maybe it'll be Sunak. Maybe it'll be one of the others. But the, but in the, the odds end, are Sunak. Okay, the odds are Sunak. But you know, they're in the betting. He's at thirty six percent. So that means it's a you know two almost two thirds could be somebody else. But whoever comes in, they're going to have the same problems. It's going to be a really tricky situation. The UK is going to be in for a rough road over the next few years, probably. Oh yeah, and, and so whoever comes in, their main goal, like you said, is is probably just do no harm. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Try try to at least don't let it get worse. You know, and maybe they can't. Maybe they don't have a good path towards making it a lot better, but at least don't make it worse. Yeah. No, 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 totally. I think that that's, that's the, I would say that that would be the safe course to take. Yes. And, and a lot, frankly, is going to rely on what happens in the rest of the world, right? Because at this point, you know, and it's true for us as well, like there are a lot of worldwide factors going along with what's happening in the economy, how Ukraine is affecting things, uh, the, 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 still the hangover from the pandemic, 
uh, you know, the tensions with China, all of these kinds of things have worldwide impact and they're going to affect the UK too. And the UK is frankly small enough that they're just going to be buffeted by these worldwide effects without too much ability to influence them. And I think that's that that you just said is the big difference. I I was talking to somebody from Argentina who, you know, they were uh, concerned about what was going on with inflation here in the U.S. and their experience when they were in Argentina. And he was thinking about, we're going to get into that spiral. And I said, listen, no, you, you don't get it. Okay, you know, listen, listen, Argentina is a tail on the dog. We're the dog, okay? I mean, you know, the reality is, is what I talked about being the reserve currency, okay? When (laughs) we have a lot of control over what the hell happens in the economy because people trust their money in the dollar, period. So we aren't subject <coughs> to a lot of things that other economies are to a certain respect because our economy is the largest in the world. And that's why our, our currency is the reserve currency in the world, the main primary reserve currency. And so um, it, it, it's just that those things don't happen. But an economy like the UK honestly has more similar to Argentina than it has to the United States because. Man, if their currency gets punished, it just makes inflation soar. And they've got not much they can do. They, well, what they could do is like jack up interest rates, which they have been reluctant to do because obviously they're already complaining about a cost of living crisis in the UK and uh, a, a recession. Well, that's going to make it a lot worse. Mm-hmm. So the options are really shitty at this moment. <sighs> okay. Uh, shall we move on? So bottom line, UK is fucked. Oh, bottom line. <laughs> bottom UK. line, UK is fucked. Yes. Our, our, our final and, analysis. And, 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 and by the way, I'm still not outright predicting this, but the more they're fucked, the greater the chances of them breaking up as well. Oh, God, yes. I, 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 I've been thinking about that recently. And I, I, I didn't say it, but oh, God, yes. No I doubt. mean, you know. Scotland's been unhappy with this whole thing. They they didn't want to wants to go back and fucking join the EU again. They're like yes. just just yes. sign us the fuck back up. Get us the fuck out of this. Exactly. Man. We meant we mentioned the problem with Northern Ireland. Well, you know, the case for just reunifying Ireland gets better the more of this stuff goes on. Oh, and yeah. like a lot of and, and they could always come back, but a lot of the religious t- tensions have kind of faded a little bit and people are sort of getting along with each other. So maybe they could do that, you know? And the the more that the UK sort of pushes them away, the more likely that kind of stuff is. Hell, even Wales has had some things that they've been talking about, you know? It, it's just yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm not outright predicting it at this point, but the crappier the situation becomes, the more likely that kind of thing becomes. Okay. Okay. Shall we um, take a break and move on to Twitter? Yes. Okay. We will be back right after this. You're supposed to say do, do, do. Do, do, do. Alex Amzala! Alex Amzala is awesome. Its videos are fun. And today, once again, we have 
one of our most loyal subscribers here to tell you how awesome Alex Emsola is. I'd say on a rate from 1 to 10, Alex Emsola is awesome at, I don't know, 37, 82. He's pretty radical. His videos are phenomenal. They're full of creativity. And they're, and they're so funny and exciting to watch. Wow, what happened to your voice then, Amy? Was that Dad pretending to be you because the audio was distorted when it really wasn't because I told him to? Yes! Good job on remembering, Dad. Do, do, do! Okay, we are back. Uh, So, Yvonne, what is going on in the land of Tweeter? Well... Um, Elon. We'll talk about the implications about Elon. What the hell, Elon. Elon. So, um, <laughs> there is a report today. Yes, by the Washington Post originally is what I'm seeing. That um, it you know Elon and his lawyers mm-hmm. um are trying to put together to try to close this deal now. I have said before that anything that um, Musk says has got to be taken with a grain of salt, okay? Mm -hmm. Because he changes his mind, you know, repeatedly. Uh, But but here's one thing. Um, As I've said from the beginning, this deal is a financial disaster. Uh, There's just... You know, in order for Elon to pull it off, I don't care how rich he is, the way that he structured it, it required to borrow a lot of money. And, and whatever he borrows ends up being debt for the new company after this is over. Right. Not for not for Elon personally. It's well, it's not Twitter. is that not no not true. Part oh, of it no part of it is Elon. Part, yeah, a big part of it is from Elon directly. Because he had to pony up a certain amount of cash. The banks were only willing to borrow against the company a certain amount, not the mm-hmm. full purchase price. So, But regardless, uh, Twitter itself will end but, up owing a lot of money after this. Yeah. And, and I mean, well, he needs to be able to service this debt. Okay? Regardless of where the hell the damn money's coming from. The company's mm-hmm. private or whatever. It's his, his money. But the one thing is, it, it's like, think about... Think, Think about if you went to buy a house, right? And the house maybe was worth $500,000, but you paid a million. Right. The bank will only loan you 90% of that. So they'll loan you 450000 and then And then you got to, you know, you, you maybe you're borrow the other money at, at unsecured by the house, right? But say you're buying it as a rental. Well, if the rental, if the rent only covers 50% of the debt you came up with, you, you you know fifty percent of the of the debt payments, well you got to come up with the money somehow, mm-hmm. okay? So as and that's exactly the predicament that Elon Musk is in right now, um, and <laughs> in order to apparently accomplish this, because he needs a lot more cash flow from the fucking company in order to be able to service this massive debt. He apparently is planning to get rid of 75% of the staff and whittling the company down to a skeleton staff of just over 2,000. Mm-hmm. I mean, and let me put it to you this way. If you're those remaining 2,000, 
how secure are you feeling in your job? Well, and even if you felt it was secure, the remaining job is going to suck. Right. Because, because that- we got rid of fucking 75% of the fucking people. Because so the people who are left are A, going to be overworked, and B, are probably going to be like 95% plus just keeping the damn lights on and not doing anything new or interesting. Yeah, barely. As, as, much, as, e- as much as Elon is saying like, oh, we're going to pivot into like the X app or whatever the hell he's calling it to like the super app. Yeah. Um, h- how? How? What? You got rid of everybody. And so, yeah. Like, he's going to have a hard time keeping the people that are left and no one else is going to want to go there. It, it's how is this not a death spiral? It's a complete death spiral. I mean, I, I and which to me is like, OK, if this is what you're going to do to buy the company. It, it seems insane for him to close because what are you doing? You're you're, you're going to buy it. And you're, you're overpaying. Everybody's telling you you're overpaying. You're going to buy it, and then you're basically going to kill it? Let so me back. You're going to lose the $50 billion? Let me back up for just a second. Like, how the hell did he enter into this anyway with the whole thing of not, not having due diligence, signing off that he wouldn't do that, and not having any stop gaps that said if the stock fell so much, he wouldn't do it? I will I mean, supposedly this man has some degree of savvy about something and all sorts of people advising him. How did he even like this deal? How did he get himself into a deal where he gets fucked like this? Uh, I think he believed his own bullshit too much. Um, no, I I mean, I I think he's just fine. You know, he is such a. He's such a bullshit artist. I mean, he finally believed his own fucking bullshit. Hmm. Now, <sighs> you said, like, is he just going to throw away the 50 billion? Could he conceivably just say, fuck it, I threw away 50 billion. I'm shutting down the company as soon as I take it private. It's going to hurt. I mean, because he's going to have to service that 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 debt somehow. Where the fuck's the money going to come from? And, and he, he'd have to, like sell a crap be on the Tesla and SpaceX right. and all those things too. Yeah. So is, is this going to have like cascading effects to all these other Elon companies? Well, I mean, if, if he does it and carries it this way, I don't see how it doesn't. There's just no way not to. Okay. There's just no way not to. Um, there's just no way not to. I mean, and all the cuts that we're talking about, look, the company also, l- listen, I'm reading more on these cuts. Um, let's, th- this pressure that Twitter put on, on them right now, mm-hmm. Twitter current management had planned to pair the company's payroll by about $800 million by the end of next year. Uh, what uh, what, what that, percentage does that end up being? That, that would have been 25% of the workforce. So there, okay. there were still, I mean. There were going to be cuts no matter what. There are going to be cuts no matter what. The company also planned to make major cuts to its infrastructure, including data centers to keep the site functioning for more than 200 million users. I, it, listen, bottom line is this. The Twitter centered a death spiral. I don't, I don't see how the company survives significantly in its current form based on what, what's happened right now. So, so yeah. l- let, me, let me ask how that possibly plays out. 
because I, I, you know, not knowing all the business details, I can think of a few different things, right? One is you end up in a bankruptcy spiral and the actual service is sold to somebody else. So yeah. like somebody yeah. else picks up this, like, yeah. cause I'm thinking of it. I don't give a shit about Twitter, the company. I care about Twitter, the service. What's going to happen to that? But what happens it, if the service really here, here's the one thing. This are, this is shit that can, it, it's not like it just keeps running as normal and you don't notice anything. Right. We're talking about shit here that could impact the lights being actually on. Right. So lots of outages, lots of things yeah. not working quite right, things like messing up left and right. What stops a core group of people going and saying, Microsoft, I know, has been sniffing around a few different companies, right? Mm-hmm. Like Netflix or some other stuff or whatever, saying, hey, all of you, you guys, come over here. Let's go. We're going we're gonna to build Twitter's replacement. Let's right. go. Here. Come on, here. You got our data centers. You got our shit. Come on, go, go build it. Do it. Do it. Well, it. The problem with all of that kind of stuff is the actual underlying technology. If you do core Twitter functionality, forget about all the bullshit well, they try to, it, it, but if you do core Twitter functionality, right? Like anybody could theoretically build that. I mean, like hell you, you got like your gabs and your truth shoulder. And your truth socials and your mastodons and you've got the problem is none of them get anywhere. And, and hell, Google tried like a dozen times to do social media. The problem is the bootstrap effect to get people on there and their networks. So like even if 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 Twitter was shut down tomorrow and all of those users were out there looking for something else to do. They're not all going to go the same place and they're not going to bring along their networks. And so it'll take a while to ramp back up. It's not like somebody could turn on a Twitter replacement and the next day, everybody just goes over there. No, I get that. But, but basically look, but the problem is that if you cut to the bone like this, to that Mm -hmm. extent, you're going to impact the company so severely that I don't see how inevitably it happens. And and you know what? We've seen this happen in technology before that, Mm -hmm. you know, we've had shit that everybody used. And then all of a sudden nobody uses, (laughs) nobody uses anymore. Wouldn't be the first time. Well, and there's certainly, there there are some cases where people just shut it off, right? Yeah. There are services that were, Popular. That didn't did, that were popular, and some of them have declined slowly over many years. But some of them have just like the company it owns, and it was like, yeah, this isn't working. We're turning it off. We're turning it off. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. You, you know, and so that's why I'm saying, like, okay, the possibilities are one, yeah, lights out. You just turn off Twitter, and everybody has to go find something else. Another is that in the downward death spiral at a certain point, the actual service gets sold off to somebody else. Like your, right. your Microsoft or whoever just says, you know, Still, Elon. But, but my whole point is that if that's what, what he winds up doing, I mean, God, what a boondoggle. Yeah. I mean, what, what would come in is one of those other companies would say like, once the valuation is down to like, 20% of where it is now, which is even less than he's paying for it, right? Some other company would be like, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take it. We'll give you five bucks on the dollar for what you paid for it. We'll take well, it off. The other day. day we saw, uh, you know, we were sharing this thing on that rolling, uh, 
that Motorola phone to kind of like roll the screen in and out. Yeah. Well, think about what happened with the curmudgeon's corner slack. Go ahead. Yeah. So they're Motorola, but and I say Motorola, but you're like, wait, Motorola, they, yeah, they're owned by Lenovo. Okay. So they rolled out a phone that looked kind of actually cool. It, the screen like rolled it, it. It's like a rollable screen. So it would expand and then contract. It looked, it looked pretty cool. But the thing is that, Look, you got to remember, I mean, Motorola almost disappeared. I mean, completely. Mm. I mean, they got bought by Google and I mean, they sold off uh, uh, whatever remained of it for like about less than 20% of the price they paid for it. Um, I mean, hell, you want another one to disappear? Look at Yahoo. Hell. We used to talk about Yahoo like it was the biggest thing on earth like 10 years ago. I mean. Yahoo doesn't really exist anymore. There's some remnant name. So. Yeah, but it, it's not not yeah. It's it's, it's not, not what it was. There. It's not what it was. It's just the pieces get you know are sucked into, pasted onto AT and T. But I mean, who the hell uses Yahoo? Or I I I I mean, I just I, I find it like so. So let me. It, it, it's what, just what, the insanity of closing this deal right now. So Based what's actually you, for, for Twitter, the company and the service? What's actually the best case scenario here? Is it that they don't close, they go to the lawsuit, and then Elon wins and is able to pull out? Is that the best case scenario for the I, company and? The I mean, service? or Elon loses? You mean? No, I mean he wins and is able to back out without buying the thing. I would say that the be- I've always said I thought if I were if it would have been me, I would have gone to Elon and said, "Okay, we'll let you walk out. We'll make a deal. Give us two billion dollars. We'll call it a day." Okay. Could they I still think- do that? So that's yeah. the settlement, right? They, they. I mean, that's what I would do. But for some reason, the fucking leaders of the company haven't gone and sat down and actually offered that as an out. Because they're, are they somehow thinking that if they get the full $50 billion for an Elon buys? Well, well I think that, look, look, that, look here's some the problem. Good, I do think the stockholders may maybe think that this is the best deal that they can get. I, right. I, I would have thought that if you got a capital infusion of 3 to $4 billion, you're probably a better better off like keeping because the company. It, well, get, it's the difference get, between short-term that. and long-term, right? Like the $50 right. billion dollars might be the best they could do short-term. Short-term. As opposed to a long-term... Like you said, let them out for a couple billion, and then actually have a shot at building a and invest that, with that money that with that capital you just got. Yeah, and actually build something that's actually going to last long. But look, if you're the but if you're the CEO CFO of Twitter right now, you've got this money dangling out there. Your stock options execute immediately the moment at this. You're going to get this fucking money at the best damn price you're ever going to see <laughs> at this moment. So why yeah, the hell? Like if, if they followed the path that we talked about, maybe it would get to that price in like 15, 20 years if you're wildly successful or something. Yeah, maybe not 15 maybe, years, maybe years not, but maybe, it would get, well, maybe five, you know? Yeah. But still, you're talking about right now is guaranteed money right now. Yeah. Yeah. That I can just take as, this as, a, as opposed to, As opposed to quite a gamble. Like, you know, maybe 
you could still make a run of it. But we've been talking for years, even before Elon, about how Twitter had issues and how like, they had this vision of being just as big as Facebook, but that wasn't really realistic. And you know, expectations of constant growth, and maybe that's not what it could actually but, be. But here's the it's thing. So- Twitter had been growing constantly yeah, yeah. the last few years. It, 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 it just it wasn't at the, you know, at... Okay, so you weren't getting to be... Um, you know, Facebook, but certainly, you know, not, I mean, not insignificant. Okay. And, and, and of course, at this point, Facebook has its own issues too. We can talk about some other day. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a whole other can of worms, but, but revenue had been growing. Okay. Consistently year over year at, at the company. And so it's not like they, they weren't, they weren't in a death spiral. Maybe they were underperforming against the big expectations people had, but they weren't in a death spiral by any stretch. So that's the, that's what I think is one of the crazier things about this. If, if, if the company was, was on a death spiral and, you know, they really needed saving in some way, you know, because they were going, this is, that's one thing, but, but the company had been growing its revenue and, um, yeah, you know, it, it, it had been growing. And I mean, Elon came out of the blue with his damn thing. And um, I, I think they just the board and everybody just looked at the dollars. And just said, you know what? We're never going to get to that money like we're not going to get to that money in a couple of, you know, in a few years based on the direction we're going right now. Fuck it. Let's just take this damn money. You know, that's it. I, I think that's, that's, that was just, that was the decision. Nothing so more. Nothing Yvonne, what am I going to do with my time when Twitter's gone? Like I, I look at Twitter all the time. It's my main like way of like surfing the news and seeing what's going on. I think day. like I'm, what I, you I'm gonna cry. I, I think like what you said. I think that eventually what will happen is the service will be crippled in significant. The company will be crippled in significant ways. Um, and I mean, I I have to think that if this is what happens, that at some point, like you said, somebody's gonna come out and offer Elon. Okay, Elon. Hey, look, I'll take this beast off of you. Look, let me give you let me give you 15 billion. Okay? And you know, yeah, you lost, you know, you lost 30 and we'll call it a day, huh? What do you say? <laughs> yeah. And and who knows how things will have transformed by then. But yeah, like And he would be and, the first or last billionaire to have made a horrible deal. Right. And and frankly, even if it dies completely, I mean, we've been through these cycles before. You know, some like before Twitter, I was reading RSS feeds. Exactly. And and you can argue that that was actually better in quite a few ways. (laughs) I I actually agree that it was probably better. It it was it was certainly better for like our society at large. You know, it doesn't have these amplified effects and blah, blah, blah. Right. You know, but. And so, you know, do I go back to RSS? No, probably not. But there'll probably be some other service. Like, I I joked on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack that all all that time will just go straight to TikTok. TikTok has its other issues, and it's a completely different purpose. Like, I mean, TikTok is like empty air entertainment. Yes, 
TikTok is mindless. Watch the dog jump around. But you right. know that could change too. Like, it, but it, it, but probably not TikTok. I mean, TikTok has all these China issues too. It's a it's a whole can of worms. That's a whole. But but, but something else would turn up. Well, maybe we will. Maybe we will all jump to Donald Trump's Truth Social. I have a. I have a. I. I. I don't even know if Truth Social is going to survive. <laughs> yes, I know it. All of these things have issues, right? Yeah. Like yes. none of the Twitter competitors have actually done well at all. They're all like struggling in one way or another. But you know, if Twitter actually becomes unusable for reason X, Y, or Z, you know, then all of a sudden there's an opening that doesn't exist today. Like there's. You know, you have to have the really compelling case for why you go somewhere else and why you're willing to put in the effort to, like, you know, build up a presence and, and like, know who to follow and what to do. Like, you know, I didn't find Twitter useful in any way to myself until I'd found, you know, 500 to 1,000 people who to follow that, like, I really liked, you know? And, and, and you know, so it, it takes effort to like actually make this useful as as opposed to blind entertainment like TikTok. You know, but something will come up, and maybe that something will be. Let's go back to RSS or something like it, or or God forbid, we could actually go to like the websites of news providers and like actually look. At the place I, that generates I, the I, articles, and stuff. I know that I'm I'm a little bit insane about this, but I, I actually read a whole bunch of Apple news. Yeah, I do get a lot of news from. I mean, and and that kind of I, stuff I, takes I, care of the feed, but it doesn't really take care of the discussion around it. But you know maybe what? The, Fuck the the discussion. Listen, the yes. dis- here's the problem with this: the discussion yes. right now around is crap. Is crap. And gar- and crap. Oh, we're like, oh yeah, let's go out there and interact. I realized the last couple of days that I got with a lot of this this, this user generated content. I I got angry about two things <laughs> in one week, and I was realizing today, holy shit, man, this thing is so toxic. This shit is so toxic. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wish would you get just get this crap? Yeah, I'm I'm not sure, like. Like you said, you would you do lose that, but is it really that bad? Is it really that? that bad? Yeah. I mean, none of this discussion is any good. That, More people that, could mean, listen I, to us instead. <laughs> but 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 you think about the common pages on any news newspaper, you know, or newspaper, but you know, on on a, online news, you know websites i mean or on on facebook on any facebook pages i mean my god oh, i will i wish i i wish i could remember who said this uh because i saw it on twitter a few hours ago uh but people have said for a long time to never read the comment sections because the comment sections are all oh, crap everywhere you toxic. go but but then they said all Twitter is is a giant comment comment section. section. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, yeah. Uh, I mean, so yeah. I mean, it was just you know. I, I, I mean, I would honestly at this point, yeah, Elon, go for it. What the hell, you know? I mean, just, just, just 
go in and just lay off 75% of the people and see how that works out. You see how that, oh, well, that, that works out, how that leaves you a usable business. And, and as collateral damage, uh, mess up uh, SpaceX and Tesla. Yeah, exactly. Because then you're having to juggle, you're, you're going to be distracted and having to juggle, you know, how the hell to fund all this bullshit. So, I guess bottom, do, do do we think this is closing or do we think they're going to settle or what do you think? Like, cause he's saying it's, you know, the, the, the judge's deadline is like probably before we record our next show or about, when it's, we're act, it's about, it's about when we record the next show. Actually, I think it's a day after. Yeah. But, but, I think it's the 28th. Okay. So, um, so we may not know by our the markets, show. the markets are pricing the stock right now. Like it's going to close. Okay. Um, the spread to the purchase price is at the lowest it's been. Um, so which means that, you know, it, it is pretty close to the offer price at this moment. Um, it closed at 5244, 5244. Um, uh, let me see what the hell was this, uh, price uh the offer was 5240 right i'm trying i i i, I thought it was 40 I, I can't remember the uh 5420 because it's 420 50, 50, 50 yeah 54 right exactly 5420 so it's 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 close i mean it's close it's it's about as close as as you can as it's gotten to that um so you think it's actually going to happen now I didn't say that. <laughs> yeah. Because um, cause Musk is so damn chaotic. You never. Yeah. I mean, I, I just don't know. Um, but, okay. But, but but people are giving it, you know, the, the best odds, like right now, of it closing uh, pretty much since it was announced. Um, but uh, we'll know in a week. Now. If it does close, just how fast do you think, as a user, you would notice differences? Like, are well, we talking weeks or months or what? I would say it's months. I don't think it's going to be weeks, but I would say it's months. I, I think big, you know, big changes because they're saying, well, he's going to let Trump back in. Well, I, I think Trump, because of the whole thing he's doing with his platform, doesn't want back on anyway. But even even if they let him back, I don't think it makes a fucking difference anyway. Yeah. Well, I, and I, oh. I, I don't know. Like the, the things he said, obviously there's the 75% cut, which you talked about all the ways that that could deteriorate the service. Uh, he's also talked about like basically undoing most of the moderation stuff that they have, which it wasn't necessarily too strong to begin with, but all, all the toxic shit that they do take well, out, like potentially Listen, stays, you know, I don't know, but, but, but look, it takes time it, to make even those changes. Listen, the moderation in there, you have to remember all these filters that, that we forget. Listen, most people use Twitter through to clients and there are these filters that people use on the client. There's a quality filter and all this other stuff or whatever. And, and, and Twitter does hide certain replies to certain things due to algorithms that I will suggest to people not to post certain things and yep. so forth and so on. You take all that away, I mean... Well, what what, what Elon it, it, has basically it, it, said, not understanding anything about anything, 
is that his moderation would simply be on, the only thing he would remove are things that are outright illegal. Of course, this is what this is what I will say about all of this. Taking every moderation and filter away from Twitter is like leaving students in a teenagers in a classroom without a teacher. <laughs> And I don't know if you've, I'm pretty sure you've experienced that. And I will tell you that that was one hell of a shit show every time it happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so what, what's that going to do? All that's going to do is like drive people away. Well, and also he, he, you know, the biggest misunderstanding people have on that is just how much is actually legal in the first place, but also this is an international company. What is right. legal varies Here, dramatically literally. from country to country. Right. And so if he starts getting into trouble with like the EU with other countries or whatever, I mean, he's also killing the business too. Because all this stuff is actually really, really complicated. Yes. You, Elon seems to think it's simple, snap your fingers, whatever. Taking a social space like this and making it into a place that is actually one that people want to be in is really hard. Very, very hard. You know, because you, you have to like, on the one hand, you can't be heavy handed about like removing anything that could possibly offend anybody. But at the other hand, you you can't let people run wild or, I mean, Twitter has massive harassment problems as it is. People have, uh, Twitter has massive misinformation problems as it is. You take off those protections, all that shit gets worse. A- anyway. Yeah. Okay. Enough. enough. I, I, but think about all these things that, that Twitter does on its client in order to make the service truly more palatable for people. Okay. Because, I mean, Twitter does filter, for example, things like, uh, hey, if you've got unverified users and other stuff or whatnot, right? Okay. Um, you know, he's talking about, he's complaining about bots and stuff or whatever. Well, I'm going to remove everything except well, so that. I, I think. So no, what's he going to do about that? Going to let the bots run, run rampant? Well, is that there, what is, he's there do? is a difference. Like, I, have, I haven't heard him say he's going to take away the filters that the users themselves control. Right, but he. But those has, filters. Listen, those filters. Okay, it's our, our smart at, AI stuff. That it's that not somebody just, needs to set up for for them to work that way. It's not me just saying, "Oh, I unselect this thing." No, there there are things that are coded and programmed based on, "Hey, what does a user doesn't want to do?" And somebody has to make those decisions. Yeah. I mean, there are some that are just simple, like don't notify me about responses from people who I don't follow and stuff like that. But you're right. Like things like the quality filter yeah. and stuff. Cause we're at this point, we're also talking like just this point, like I, my experience of Twitter is the old fashioned reverse chronological. I only see who I subscribe to. That is not what most people see. Most people see an no. algorithmically curated yes. feed yes. and all of the details of how they fill in that algorithm and what they decide to show are all business decisions that are made that you, you can dramatically affect that experience. And those business decisions are the ones that have increased revenue over the last number of years to Twitter. So if you get rid of all of that, if you really get rid of all of that, 
you're you're going to make it that most people find it and they're going to go in and they're just going to see this shit show that they don't want to be in anymore. Well, so it, yeah, because because there's a there's a there's a balance that has to be made, right? Because both Facebook and Twitter have discovered in their algorithmic optimization, which I rebel against, and that's why I don't look at that at all. I look at my reverse chronological, but they've discovered that the thing that gets the clicks, the thing that gets the views, the thing that keeps people coming back is the fucking conflict. Right. And so, you know, you could, if, if you're all about the revenue optimization and nothing else, you double down on that shit and you make it even more, but there's a tipping point, right? There's a certain amount of that, that people are like, you know, they get angry at what they see. So, come back and they fight and they go back and forth but beyond a certain beyond a certain point people are like i hate this this is unpleasant right i'm not coming back yep yeah and the the question is like where is that tipping point and if you're just saying crank it up all the way you're gonna zoom right past that trip that tipping point and you're gonna blow it all up yep Yep. Yep. And and, yep. Uh, and in terms of like you know ha, you know the effects on society as a whole, of course, that whole optimization thing is what makes these social media companies problematic. Well, yes, but at the same time, it's the one that makes it's what the makes the money. Yes. money. Yeah, yeah, that's the problem. I mean, which is why I've said why up into revenue like why 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 twitter has gone from three billion in revenue in 2018 to five billion in revenue last year yeah it's what makes some money there's just no other way to you know the other way doesn't you know people just yeah yeah like this is why like if you wanted twitter to be an overall positive thing for society blah 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 you the only way to even think about it is the nonprofit route. Cause you have to not do this kind yeah. of optimization. Yeah. Cause this, op- this kind of optimization will make you more money, but is toxic for yep. civil society. Yeah. Okay. Are we done Yvonne? Yeah. Okay. The stuff at the end. Stuff. Stuff. Uh, curmudgeons-corner.com. Go there, find our archives, find how to contact us. Uh, it's got our email, our Facebook, our Twitter, all of that kind of stuff. Unlike Matt at the beginning, you can email the address that's there and it'll go to both me and Yvonne. As opposed to personal emails for each of us, um, which we we do have individual Twitters on there. Speaking of Twitter, Twitters, Twitter addresses, Twitter handles, whatever, Twitters, tweeters. Anyway, um, now Matt, uh, Matt, of course, we love your feedback. However, you send it yes. to us. Yes, yes, indeed. Although Yvonne would have really loved it if you'd faxed him with that number that he gave out a, a couple months ago. Well, but apparently the fax, it's the fax it's dead now. Over. Yeah, it's yeah. over. So sad. Um, anyway, on there, you can also find our Patreon where you can help give us a little money to support the show at various levels. We will. A lot of money. A lot of money. Give us enough. We'll buy Twitter for Elon. Yes, that's right. <laughs> anyway, uh, at various levels, we'll mention you on the show. We'll send you a postcard. We'll send you a mug like we will send. Matt, if he sends his address, maybe he already has one. Does he? Do you already have one, Matt? You can have a second one if you do. 
But anyway, um, and importantly, at $2 a month or more, or if you contact us in any of those other ways and ask nicely, we will invite you to our Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, where Yvonne and I and various other listeners are chatting all week long and sharing links and talking about whatever. So Yvonne, pick one thing from the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack this week that is fun and interesting, or at least interesting, that we have not talked about on the show today. There's a Twitter post today that was a general, but this should have been in the comedy section, random, uh, which Sam shared. It's a Twitter post by Chris Backey. If you think you're having a bad day at work, at least you're not Harry Cole or James Heal, who wrote a book about Liz Truss's rise to power that is not due to be released for six more weeks. It's called <laughs> Out of the Blue. Oops. And yeah. It's due to be out in six more weeks. Man. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I, I, I believe it was Bob on the Curmudgeon's Corner Slack, correct me if I'm wrong, who did comment that, well, all they really have to do is add another chapter and then call it the rise and fall of Liz. Well, that's true, true. But I already see the covers and everything. What if they already printed 100,000 copies of this damn thing? <laughs> it's probably they did. Okay, so now they got a junk, you know, I mean, are they going to sell those as is or, but it, you know, I mean, you would think if they haven't printed the copies, then, okay, you're in good shape. But although even they already did that book, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there will be people who buy that book, but the market for it has got to be less than the success story. Right. I, I would, I, maybe not. I don't know. I don't know, but, but, but to release the book, it's, you know, talking, you know, talking about the success of, you know, somebody who's already quit is just quite anticlimactic. Perfect timing. Perfect. Excellent timing. timing. Now, I know you picked that one, but I do want to give an honorable mention. Honorable mention. Okay. To the guy running for the house in New York against uh, what's his name? The guy who ran the impeachments. Uh, I'm forgetting his name. Anyway, he's, he's, he's doomed to lose. Like he has no chance of winning, but as uh-huh. part of his campaign, he released a sex tape on Pornhub. Oh yes. I forgot about him. <laughs> I mean, he's being innovative in his campaign. It's, 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 it's a new way to campaign. You know the he, he, I'm gonna you know the 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 reality is yes you know that you're gonna get some real candidate doing this at some point right <laughs> well as as the stigma goes away for these kinds of things then yeah I mean you're gonna get some candidate all publicity doing this. is good publicity that's what some people said yes. I, I really don't want a sex tape of mine released. Okay, that's <laughs> I will say. At this point, I will I will try not to subject anybody to that ever. Okay, I, I got the details just to say it. Um <laughs> so the I'm opening the webpage so I can give a, a, a reference. Um it, it, the the person he's running against is Jerry Nadler. Um, 
and ah, yes, v- been very prominent in the impeachment and blah, blah, blah. Anyway, the article is in city and state, New York. It's uh city and state, New York.com at NY city and state, NY.com uh, sub uh, the title Manhattan congressional candidate publishes a porn video to highlight his sex positive platform um, published October 14th, 2022. Uh, his name is Mike Itkus. In case you want to search for the tape on Pornhub. I, I will not. <laughs> try to refrain from that. Uh, the title of the video is Bucket List Bonanza. Okay, sure. Anyway, soon to come to all of your favorite campaigns. Um, yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I was gonna, I was gonna pick some random politicians to mention. And oh God, please no, let's. Time, but, oh no, no, let's not. No, let's not. It's not. Okay, the we Ted, are done. Ted, we are. Oh we're, well, the, we're gonna have the Ted Cruz sex tape. I mean, there you go. Oh God. The Ron DeSantis sex tape. Th- thank you for both of those. I I appreciate that. The Matt Getz sex tape. I mean, I'm sure well, it does actually exist. You know, yes. Um. There, 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 there might be legal issues in watching those, given his penchant for underage. Yes, that, 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 but... yeah, that, that could be a problem. It's... Okay, with that, I think we really do need to be done. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for tuning into yet another Curmudgeon's Corner. Uh, we expect to be back next week. We hope you will join us, and we will undoubtedly, for the next three weeks, uh, two before and at least one after, be talking about the midterm elections here in the United States. Uh, there's just no avoiding it in the last few weeks and the probably the week or two after as well. So tune in. We'll see you then. Hey, everybody stay safe. Did I already say stay safe? I always, the, anyway, whatever. Goodbye. Say goodbye too. Oh, bye. Bye. I did, but I, I'm terrible with the mute button. The mute button. Yes. Yes. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you.